could, while you're turning to Proverbs 22. I didn't mention it tonight, I should have. Let's do be in prayer for the winter revival coming up on January the 14th, 15th, and 16th. And I pray that you've already marked those days. You've already made plans to be able to be here, worked it out with your schedule. And I know it'll be an encouragement to us as we begin the new year. It'll be January the 14th, 15th, and 16th. Monday and Tuesday night will be at 7 o'clock. And then let me mention Sunday. Sunday night, Lord willing, uh, if everything goes as planned, we'll be handing out the New Year's bags, uh, the calendars and some different things, the theme for the New Year for 2024. And so I'll pray that you'll be here Sunday night, regular time, 6 o'clock, regular service. But uh, we'll be handing those out. And so I hope you'll be here Sunday night. I hope you'll be here all day Sunday, but especially Sunday night at 6 o'clock. Proverbs chapter 22. If I were to ask you tonight, what is probably the most famous verse in Proverbs 22? Verse 6. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old he will not depart from it. And by the way, it's probably... Probably the most challenging and most convicting verse, especially for us as adults, whether you have children or not, that, that command is not just for parents, that command is for anyone who has opportunity to be able to train and influence children. And if you study out Proverbs 22, Proverbs 22, the entirety of it is a great discourse on the how and the what of Proverbs 22.6, of training up children. But tonight, we're not going to look at that tonight. Tonight I want us to look at five specific verses. And Lord willing, if, if uh, the Lord gives liberty and the Lord brings back, we'll probably reference these five verses quite often this year. But I want us to look at Proverbs 22. We're going to begin in verse number 17. If there's anything that we need, if there's anything that our children need, speaking of Proverbs 22, 6, if there's anything that our world needs, it is biblical truth, it's biblical wisdom, uh, it's biblical knowledge, right? And that's what we need, that's what our children need, that's what our world needs. And that's what we find spoken about, and I don't believe it's an accident that it's found right here in the chapter where we are told to train up children in the way uh, that they should go. How are we going to train them in the proper way without the truth? We can't. How are we going to train them in the proper way without wisdom? We can't. And so look, if you would, at verse number 17. Let's begin there tonight. The Bible says, Bow down, excuse me, bow down thine ear and hear the words of the wise. And apply thine heart unto my knowledge. For it is a pleasant thing if thou keep them within thee. Okay, what's he speaking about keeping within us? It's God's wisdom. It's God's word that he speaks about in verse number 17. It's God's knowledge. For it is a pleasant thing if thou keep them within thee. They shall withal be fitted in thy lips. That thy trust may be in the Lord, I have made known to thee this day, even to thee. Have not I written to thee excellent things in counsels and knowledge? 
that I might make thee know the certainty of the words of truth. That thou mightest answer the words of truth to them that send unto thee. Now, by the way, he's asking a question there. And he begins that question in verse number 20. He says, Have not I written to thee excellent things in counsel, excuse me, counsels and knowledge, that I might make thee know the certainty of the words of truth? He said, Look, haven't I given you excellent counsel so that you can have trust in my truth so that you'll be able to answer those who come with questions. That's what he's talking about there in the latter part of verse 21. That thou mightest answer the words of truth to them that send unto thee. To those that have questions, to those that send you a question, you'll have the words of truth. I want us to notice in verse 21 that word certainty. That word certainty carries the idea of being bound, of being tied, of being tethered to someone or something. And the Bible tells us here in verse number 21 that we are to be bound, we're to be tied, we are to be tethered to the truth of God's Word. And so tonight I want to look at that thought and if you're taking notes... I want to speak to us tonight on this subject, tethered to God's Word. Tethered to God's Word. Father, help us tonight, teach us, remind us. Father, we we are nothing, we have nothing, we can do nothing without the truth of Your Word. We can do no, Lord, we can do nothing successful. We can do nothing profitable. We can do nothing pleasing without faith in your word, without faith in your wisdom, in your truth. And so, Lord, I pray that you remind us of that tonight. And, Father, I pray that as members of Maranatha Baptist Church, Father, I pray that you'd help us to understand that our church and churches like ours and churches all around this world, we are to be the pillar and ground of the truth. And Father, I pray that that thought would never leave our minds. Father, that we would constantly be tethered to the truth of your word. And so, Lord, I pray that you would remind us of that tonight. Help us in these next few moments, Father. We commit them to you. And Father, we come tonight to pray, not just to fill up time, not just because it's something we always do. But Father, we're praying tonight because we need you and because we trust that you are the one that can handle every need that we have. You can give us the strength and the power that we need, not only to preach the word tonight, but also to listen and to heed. And so, Father, we're asking for your help in these next few moments, and we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. I want to give you three words tonight that we find in the... We don't necessarily find uh, one of the words, but I want to give you three words tonight that we find in these five verses tonight. I want us to see, first of all, tonight, if you're taking notes or even if you're not, if you're just taking mental notes... I want us to see, first of all, that we are given a command. We are given a command. Notice what the Bible says there in verse number 17. He says, Bow down thine ear and hear the words of the wise and apply thine heart unto my knowledge. The latter part of verse 18, or excuse me, verse 18 says, For it is a pleasant thing if thou keep them within thee, they shall withal be fitted in thy lips. Notice the... Five different words that are used there in those two verses. The word bow, 
the word apply, the word hear, the word keep, and the word fitted. We are given a command. This is not a multiple choice. This is not a buffet. This is a command. This is something God, and again, I don't think it's by accident that it's in Proverbs 22 when we are commanded to train up children and He speaks to us about truth and He says, bow down thine ear, give attention, listen. We know the word that we find in the Psalms many, many times, the word incline. It means to bend the ear. And the idea here, verse number 17, he says, bow down thine ear. It's the idea of being in subjection, of being in submission, of being in obedience, of being in reverence. He says, look, bow your ear and what I tell you, you need to listen to that. Bow down thine ear. And then he says, and hear. And hear. Husbands and wives, especially wives, You ever talk to your husband for 10 minutes? And after that 10 minutes, you know without a doubt he didn't hear a word you said. He says, hear. He says, bow your your ears. Be in subjection. Give, Give me your ears. Because I want you to hear. Because what you're going to hear, I want you to do what? I want you to apply it to your life. He says in verse 17, and apply thine heart unto my knowledge. By the way, that sounds very similar to Joshua 1.8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. And not just meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest do what? Observe to do according to all that is written therein. It helps us nothing if we hear it or even, listen, even if we bend our ears and hear, it doesn't help if we never apply our hearts to it. If we don't give ourselves to it and say, you know what, that's good. I need to apply that to my life. And he says, and apply thine heart unto my knowledge. He doesn't stop there. He says in verse 18, for it is a pleasant thing if thou keep them. That's the idea of guarding them. If thou keep them within thee, we guard them. Look, the Word of God is something we ought to guard. I I mentioned it earlier. I mentioned it, I believe, in my prayer. The church is the pillar and ground of the truth. We're to guard the truth. We're to pass it on. By the way, we don't change it. Truth is truth. God's Word isn't fluid. It's God's Word. It's set in stone. It's truth. And we're to guard that. And He said it's a pleasant thing. It's a pleasant thing if you keep them within you. If thou keep them within thee, they shall with all be fitted in thy lips. It is befitting. For a child of God to speak those things that are true. To speak truth. It is not fitting for a child of God to speak error. He says, they shall be fitted in thy mouth. It's the idea of of befitting. It becomes a Christian. It's fitted in your mouth. 
So number one tonight, we are given a command. Take your Bibles and go back real quickly, if you would, just in the book of Proverbs. Go back to chapter 1, verse number 8, because in Proverbs 22, this is not the only place we're giving, excuse me, given this command. By the way, let me say this. It is good. In, in verses 17 and 18 of Proverbs 22, God is not asking for any response from us. Other than to apply and keep. I hope you understand. He's asking us to listen. You know what? It's, it's good every now and then just to sit and listen. And not feel like you have to jump in. Hey kids, when mom and dad are talking, it's good to listen. You don't need to jump in. Until they allow you to jump in. God Almighty in Proverbs 22, He says, You bow your ear, you hear the words of the wise, and then you apply your heart unto knowledge. It is good sometimes. We don't always have to dialogue. It's good to sit and listen from God sometimes, to get a message from God sometimes. Proverbs chapter number 1, verse number 8. My son... Hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother. He's given a command. My son, hear the instruction of thy father. Chapter number 2, verse 1. My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee. Notice this, so that thou incline, there's that word, incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart to understanding. Not only apply it, but you apply your heart to it. You give yourself to it. You study it. You apply your... Don't we tell kids to apply themselves to their studies? You're just not applying yourself. You ever told your kids that? You're not doing your best. Well, that's what he's saying here. He says in verse 2, So that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart to understanding. Go a little bit further. Look at chapter number 4. Proverbs chapter number 4, verse number 1. The Bible says, Hear, ye children, the instruction of a who? Of a father, and attend, give attendance, be present, to know, give attention, to know understanding. For I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. Chapter number 5. My son, attend unto my wisdom and bow thine ear to my understanding that thou mayest regard discretion and that thy lips may keep knowledge. Chapter number 6, verse number 20. My son, keep thy father's commandment and forsake not the law of thy mother. Bind them continually upon thine heart and tie them about thy neck. Chapter number 8, verse number 6. Here, for I will speak of excellent things, and the opening of my lips shall be right things. By the way, who's speaking in Proverbs 8? We know ultimately God is speaking, right? Under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, God is speaking. But in, in verse number, or excuse me, chapter number 8, and verse number 6, or excuse me, in chapter number 8, really the whole chapter, who's speaking? Okay, Solomon. Okay, absolutely right, but a little more specific. Something personified. Huh? Wisdom. Verse 1, doth not wisdom cry, 
And understanding put forth her voice. She standeth in the top of high places, by the way, in the places of the paths. She crieth at the gates, at the entry of the city, at the coming in at the doors. Unto you, O men, I call. Who's the I? It's wisdom. Unto you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of men. O ye simple, understand wisdom, and ye fools, be ye of an understanding heart. Hear, for I will speak of excellent things, and the opening of my lips shall be right things. Number one, we are given a command. Number two, we are given counsel. Number one, we are given a command to hear, to bow, to apply, to keep, and to be fitted. Number one, we're given a command. Number two, we're given counsel. Look back at Proverbs 22, verses 20 and 21. The Bible says, Have not I written to thee excellent things in counsels and knowledge, that I might make thee know the certainty of the words of truth, that thou mightest answer the words of truth to them that send unto thee? By the way, what is the quality of this counsel? What is the quality? It's excellent. It's not just any counsel. By the way, the Bible says in, drop back just probably a page to chapter number 19, Proverbs 19. We've referenced this verse many, many times. Proverbs 19, verse number 21. The Bible says there are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of who? Of the Lord, it's going to do what? That shall stand. Because we're not talking about man's counsel in Proverbs 22. We're talking about God's counsel. And the quality of that counsel is excellence. He said, I have spoken to you, I have written to you excellent things in counsels and knowledge. Take your Bibles and go back with me if you would. Look at uh, Psalm 33. Would you go back there? And I'm not going to ask you to turn anywhere else tonight. Psalm 33. Number one, we're given a command to bow, to hear, to apply, to keep, to be fitted. And number two, we are given counsel. We're given counsel. We're we're given a command to hear because God's giving us good counsel. Remember what we read in Proverbs 4? It says, son, hear, uh, hear the instruction of a father because I give you good doctrine, he said. Right? His counsel is good. His counsel is excellent. That's why we're given the command to listen. We're given the command to bow, to to apply, to keep, to be fitted, to hear. We're given that command because He's given us good counsel. And He wants us to get it. He wants us to to look up. And I'm I'm not going to... It's like if you've ever taken your children and taken their faces and like, look at me. Have you ever done that with your kids? I I want your attention. Look at me and listen. That's what God's doing here. And the reason he's doing that is not because he's mad, not because he's angry, not because he's upset at them. It's because he wants them to get it. He wants them to listen. And say he wants us to listen. And he wants us to get it. And what he wants us to get is counsel. His counsel. You ever gone to anybody for counsel? You ever gone to a counselor? You ever gone to a pastor for counsel? Look what the Bible says about God's counsel. Proverbs, excuse me, Psalm 33. Notice verse number 11. And this is why he wants us to get it. Because the Bible says here, the counsel of the Lord does what? Standeth forever. The counsel that that God gives us, if we'll listen to it, it'll stand forever. Now by the way, it's going to stand forever 
forever, excuse me, whether I listen to it or not. But the idea there is, look, if I will listen to that counsel, and if I will heed that counsel, and and if I will apply it to my life, and if I'll put that counsel into practice in my own life, what I do is going to stand. It's not going to fall. And he says here, the counsel of the Lord... By the way, have you ever gone to a counselor and walked out of the office and said, he doesn't know what he's talking about? The counsel of the Lord standeth forever. The thoughts of his heart to all what? To all generations. From generation to generation. It's going to stand. That's why God wants us to listen to it. Because if we'll put those things into practice, aren't we intrigued and aren't we awed? by structures that stand for generation after generation. By the way, physical structures, family structures, families who for, for generations, they, they have a testimony of, of serving God and loving God and, and their family just stands from generation to generation to generation. We're awed by that. We're awed by, by buildings that stand the test of time. That, I mean, hundreds of years later, they're still standing. Well, God has promised us that the structure of His counsel is going to stand forever. From generation to generation, the thoughts of His heart, the verse says there in Psalm 33, the thoughts of His heart from generation to generation, to all generations. So He gives us a command Because he knows the counsel is excellent. Makes sense, doesn't it? Listen to me. Bow thine ear to me. Because I'm giving you excellent counsel. You ever given someone good counsel? Good counsel from the word and they didn't listen to it? How does that make you feel? Discourages you, doesn't it? It frustrates you. And here's why it does. Because you know know the end of that. The end of that is destruction. Whereas if they would have listened to good biblical counsel, you know the end of that too. It's success. His counsel stand. There are many devices in a man's heart. But the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand, the Bible says. So number one, we're given a command. Number two, we're given counsel. And number three, we're given certainty. We are given certainty. Look back at Proverbs 22. In that counsel, God gives us certainty. He gives us confidence. It is so certain that He says, or the idea of that word certain. By the way, this word, this, the Hebrew word that this word certainty is translated from, is only used one other time in the Old Testament. It's used in Psalm 60 and verse number 4 and it's translated as truth. It's translated as truth. And so God has given us His counsel, which is truth. And it is so certain. And the, the truth of God's Word and God's Word itself is so certain that He says we are... In that Word itself, He is telling us to tie ourselves to it. 
to bind ourselves to it. To tether ourselves to it. Because that is what is going to stand the test of time. It's God's Word. Now by the way, you would think everybody would agree with us on that. They don't. Look what he says in verses 20 and 21. Have not I written to thee excellent things in counsels and knowledge? He's asking the question. Haven't I? Haven't I? And then the obvious answer is yes, absolutely. Here's why. That I might make thee know the certainty of the words of truth. That thou mightest answer the words of truth to them that send unto thee. See, here's the thing. When someone comes and asks us a question couple things. First of all, we ought to be ready to answer it. If we're not, we ought to go study. But secondly, we ought not just tell them the answer we think they want to hear. We ought to tell them the truth. Now someone may, not, may ask you a question you may not know. Just tell them that. Say, I don't know, but I'm going to go study it. Nathan asked me a question the other day, about three weeks ago. I said, man, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. Great question, but I don't know. I had to go look at I had to go back and read it and study a little bit. And even when I did that, I didn't know the answer. Because the Bible doesn't give us the exact answer in the question that he was asking. It's okay to say, I don't know. And then go study it and allow the Holy Spirit and allow God to give you the answer. Instead of trying off the top of your head to give an answer that's going to turn out to be wrong. God is telling us here. By the way, back up to verse 19. We've kind of skipped over 19 a little bit. Verses 17 and 18, he says, he gives the command. In verse 19, he says, that thy trust. I'm giving you this command so that you'll listen to the counsels. Verse number 20, because I'm giving you excellent counsel. The quality is good. By the way, the quality is perfect. And he says in verse number 19, that thy Trust may be in the Lord. I have made known to thee this day, even to thee. I've given you counsel. I've given you truth. I've given you wisdom. I've given you knowledge so that you can trust it. When someone comes with an answer, I need to tell them what the Bible says. Not what I think they want to hear. You say, Pastor, not everybody's going to want to hear the truth. I know that, but I have to trust the truth. Because truth never changes. And he says, I've given you counsel. By the way, that's why so many today are backing up on truth. Because they're scared of the reaction they're going to get if they do speak the truth. We can't. We can't be scared of the reaction. We can't be scared of the response. Because truth is always truth. That thy trust may be in the Lord, I have made known to thee this day, even to thee, the certainty. So two things here. God gives it, we have the command. Why have we been given the command? To bow, to hear, to apply, to be fitted, to keep. Why have we been given that command? Because God wants us to listen to the counsel. Because it's excellent. 
And he wants us to listen to the counsel so that we'll have certainty and that we'll live in certainty so that we will trust it. When we're standing before our kids and the kids ask us a hard question, we can give them the truth with certainty. Right? Hey, 40 years ago, you could tell your kids, this is what's right, you do it, and that's it, and that would be fine. You can't do that today. Because all they got to do is look on their phone and somebody else is going to tell them something different. And they're going to have the question, okay, who's right? Who's right? You can say, do it. This is what's right. And by the way, it may have been right and they should have done it. I'm not questioning that. Are you with me? What you told them to do, what my mom and dad told me to do decades ago was right and I should have done it. Okay, and, and that's fine and we should continue. This is right, you should do it. But we need to be able to take them to the Bible and show them where it's at. Because kids today and teenagers today, they can go listen to other people and they're going to come and say, well, this is what he says, this is what you say, who's right, show me. And we got to be able to show them. We, bet we have to be able to go to the Word of God and have certainty about what we know about the Word of God. He said that I might make thee know the certainty of the words of truth. That thou mightest answer the words of truth to them that send unto thee. We are given certainty so that we can trust and so that we can answer. Okay, we're given a command so that we'll listen to the counsel. We're given the counsel because it's excellent, perfect, so that we can have certainty. So that we can trust and so that we can answer. We need to know the Word. We need to know what the Bible says. We need to know the... He says, look, I've given you excellent counsel. Have not I written to thee in excellent counsels and in knowledge? Haven't I done that? So that you can trust it. So that you can have certainty. Listen, my life... My life is tethered to the truth of God's Word. And yours should be as well. Verse number 21, that word certainty, it means to be tied, it means to be bound, it means to be tethered. You should be so certain of the truth of God's Word that you're tethered to it, that nothing is going to pull you away from it. That's what your life is founded upon. It harkens back to Matthew 7, doesn't it? The wise man built his house upon what? A rock. The foolish man built his house upon what? The sand. Okay, one man's life was tethered to the rock. One man's life was tethered to the world, to, to, to maybe him, himself and his own thoughts. And the other man, his life was tethered to the rock, to the truth of God's Word. Which one stood? They both received the same storms. Which one stood? The one that was tethered to the rock. Tethered to God's Word. Tethered to the truth. We've been given a command. And we've been given that command so that we'll listen to the counsel. Because the counsel is excellent. And we've been given that counsel so that we can have certainty. So that we can trust it. And so that we're able to answer others. You know, there, 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 are many, there have been many, many times and there will continue to be many, many times 
when people have come to me in the past as the pastor and say, hey, I have a question for you. And boy, when you get, I have a question for you. And it's like, okay, here it comes. But here's the thing. The older I get, and I hope the older you get, and the more you grow spiritually, it won't bother you. If we're preaching truth and if we're giving truth, it shouldn't bother you when somebody comes and asks you a question. Now, it may cause you to have to study a little bit because it may be a hard question. And by the way, I know some people come with those foolish questions. The Bible says we don't even listen to those foolish questions. But when someone comes with an honest and a genuine question, if we know the truth and if we're certain about it, we ought to be ready. And if we're not ready, we ought to be confident that we can go find the answer that we can trust, and that we can answer. Is that what your life is tethered to tonight? Is it tethered to the truth of God's Word? Is it tethered to God's Word? Or is it tethered to our own opinions? It ought to be tethered to God's Word because that's what gives us certainty. That's what gives us trust. That is what helps us to be able to answer people. And I'm going to tell you what. People have a lot of questions today, don't they? We are the pillar and the ground of the truth. We ought not get mad when somebody comes and asks a question. We ought to be ready with an answer. Or we ought to be able to study and find the answer. That ought not bother us. Now there are some who just want to fight and argue. I understand that. But there are so many who have genuine, legitimate questions. The answer is here because this is excellent counsel. And this is what people need. Father, thank you for the time you've given us tonight. Father, I, I thank you for your word. And Father, I'm thankful for a church who is tethered to the truth of your word. And Father, I pray that you'd help us even this year. Father, I know clicking over a new month and a new year, is, as we said Sunday, isn't magical. But Father, as we begin a new year, I pray that we would be uh, committed afresh and anew that we're going to be tethered to your word. Not tethered to a man. Not tethered to a man's opinions or his thoughts. But tethered to what your word says. And, and, and Lord help us to apply ourselves to it. Give ourselves to it. Do the hard work to know the answers. So Lord I pray that you'd help us with that. I thank you for the reminder tonight. And Father we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. You are dismissed.